come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's word. Not Pastor Ribbon's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for the word that we're going to hear. Plant it down deep inside of our hearts that our lives will never, ever be the same. We rely on the Holy Spirit, who is the true teacher, who will lead us and guide us into all truth. I yield myself as an instrument and a vessel unto righteousness to teach the uncompromising word of God. Thank you for, for, for strengthening us, for teaching us, and for directing us with your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're a believer, say, I'm a believer. believer. Amen. Jesus, he didn't just die, he rose again. When Jesus died and rose again, many benefits came to those who believe. One of the benefits is for us to have a better life. Say, a better life. Many believers may know this powerful truth, but may not understand how to get into position to experience it in their lives. The new series of teachings that I'm starting today is entitled, How to Have a Better Life. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're about to experience a better life. And the goal of this series and today's message is to help you biblically discover what Jesus has done for us to have a better life and provide us with practical steps on improving your life regardless of where you are. So by the time I'm done with this series, you should be in position for your life to be better. Now, here's a question I have. How many would like to have a better life? Now, That doesn't mean your life is bad now. That just means that there could be room for improvement. And uh, uh, we sent out some emails and I asked some of the congregation, and I want you to do this if you didn't get a chance to do it so I can complete my series. We went up, go to the website and under, uh, what is it called again? Form Spring? Yeah. It's just a little dot. You push that button. It's by the Facebook button. You push the button. And what it's going to do is allow you to answer the question of what would make a better life for you. Because I want to know that to see if if I cover everything. But here are some of the responses from the question. And here was the question. What does a better life mean to you? And so some of the responses was living a better life means not living paycheck to paycheck. Having more than enough to help others as needed. Living the life God intended me to live as a child of God and being available to serve as needed. Here was another one someone said. Having a better life means to me being able to have more opportunities to be successful. 
Another person said, discovering my God-given purpose and doing it and being in a position to help others whenever it's needed without it being a strain on me unless I choose it to be. One other person says, having a better life means living with a vision and purpose and not just floating through life. I thought that was interesting. Here's the last one. Living a better life to me means taking advantage of all that Jesus purchased for us in his death on the cross and leaving this life on earth with no regrets when the time comes. In other words, they're saying, I want to leave earth empty. You know, the graveyard is one of the richest places on earth because many people died with their dreams inside of them. But when I leave the earth, I really want to leave with nothing on the inside of me. And that's what Jesus did. The Bible says when he died, the last thing he said was, it is, come on class, it is finished. You know why he said that? He said, there is nothing else I need to do. Everything God called me to do here is done. And that's why I can leave this place. Amen. So I want you to turn to the, the, the book of uh, John chapter 10. John 10, very familiar passages of scripture, but I want to give you some insight. Because I have discovered there is a powerful key to having a better life. And I'm going to share that secret and that key with you this morning. In John chapter 10, are you there? Look in verse 10, and if you don't have a Bible, maybe they'll put it on the screen for you. I don't know. In John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes not, but for to what? Steal and to what? Kill and to what? Destroy. Stop right there. That just tells us that the thief, who is the devil, he has a threefold purpose. To what? Kill. Kill. Okay, so that means when someone that we love dies, God didn't do that. Hello? I've been to many funerals and they say, well, the Lord took them home. No, because death is an enemy of God. We were designed and created to live forever. But, you know, our ancestors messed that up. You would have to. Praise the Lord. But it says, the thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Watch this. Now, this is Jesus talking. He says, I am come that they might have what? Life. And that they might have that life more what? More abundantly. So I want you to write this point down as our first point this morning. A better life has been promised, but it is not automatic. I'm going to say that again. A better life has been promised, but it is not automatic. It must be believed, received, and activated. Now, I'm going to read John 10, 10, and then I'm going to give you an illustration of what I just said so you can really uh, make an indelible mark on your heart this morning. In John 10, 10, out of the message translation, this is what it says. It says, a thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. In other words, Jesus died for us to have a better life, more than what we could dream of. Now, the reason why I said that the abundant life that Jesus called to, uh, died to give us is not automatic because 
It's not, and most people think it is. Now, let me explain this. I need three of my brothers, uh, two in the red and one in black to come up here. I tell you what, let's, let's switch it. Give me two in white and one in black. Two in white and one in black. All right, watch this illustration. When you were born into the world, the Bible says we were born in sin. So when Adam and Eve birthed their sons, they had already sinned before they had kids. So because they had sinned already, everybody born after them were sinners. Now just think, what would have happened had they had kids before they sinned? Whoever they had would have lived forever. Now, when you were born into this world, say this world. This is what your state looks like, okay? You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. So, because we were born automatically sinners, this is your spirit. This is what it looked like, black. It's sin. And this is what separates us from God. This is your soul, and this is your body. Now, because of this state, and you're born this way, something needs to take place in order for you to experience the abundant life Jesus just said we could have. Now, if a person never accepts Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, you know what happens? This part of their life, the spiritual part, which is full of sin, cannot be forgiven because Jesus is not in their hearts. So guess what? As good as they are, as nice as they are, they're going to go to hell. Now, what happens now when we accept Christ? The Bible says, if therefore any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. Why is it new? Because, give me somebody in red. The blood of Jesus comes and washes away the sin. Now, this man here, you can just die. You can go away. Because the Bible says he takes us out of darkness and he puts us into light. Now, none of this was automatic. It took a choice by us to make that decision. And that's the same way about the abundant life process. The same way we had to make a decision to get saved. is the same decision we have to make to live the abundant life. Now, let me show you what I mean. You may be seated. Give them a hand. Don't they look good this morning? I want you to turn quickly to Colossians chapter 2. Go to Col- Keep your hand over there, John. We may come back. Colossians chapter 2. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus. I knew I didn't have enough time, but at least I won't make this point. Colossians 2, because I believe that play ministered to y'all, didn't it? Praise the Lord, man. I love Jesus, man. I love Jesus. I'll fight you for Jesus. I'll hit you in your eye for Jesus. <laughs> that don't sound right, do it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, Colossians chapter 2, look in verse 6. It says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, what did he tell us to do? Walk ye in him. Now, watch this now. He's saying, If you have received him, walk in him. So the same way that I received him is the same way I got to walk in him. In other words, 
If I had to make a decision to receive him, I have to continue to make decisions to walk in him. Did y'all get that? Now, what we don't realize, go to Joshua real quick, 24, Joshua 24, Joshua 24. I'm cutting through the chase. Uh, uh, Y'all know I'm systematic in my teaching, but uh, I don't have the time. So I'm trying to get down to the bottom line this morning. I'm trying to get to the bottom line. Here's the thing. The abundant life is not automatic, but there's one thing that we must do every single day to make sure we experience the abundant life. How many would like to know what that one thing is? Okay, good. Joshua, where I tell you to go? Chapter 24, look in verse 15. Joshua 24, 15. Watch this now. Joshua 24. Verse 15. He says, if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, what's the next word? Come on, class. Choose. Who's supposed to do that? You win. This day whom you will serve. In other words, Joshua was telling them that you must make a choice today in order for you to serve the Lord. So watch this now. Remember, you had to make a decision or a choice to get saved. But the same process that I used to get saved, he says, if therefore you have received Christ Jesus, walk in him. So the same thing that I did to get saved, I must continue to do to have the abundant life. And guess what that is? I must make quality decisions. In other words, our walk as Christians... It's not based on nothing else Jesus is going to do. He's done everything he needs to do. But all we have to do is to make decisions that line up with God's word. And it will eventually take us into having a better life. So let me put it like this. And you can write this down and I'm going to close. Having a better life is to make better decisions. Now, I'm going to build my whole series on this because last year I did a two-fold teaching on purpose. And, and, and purpose is too big to just do it in a two-teaching format. And so part of this teaching, I'm going to talk about purpose because you can't have a better life without understanding what your purpose is. So I'm going to break that down for you. So here's the thing, and I want you to write this down. Here's the, de- the definition of the word better because it is found in the Bible quite a few times. The word better there means more useful, more excellent, or to improve. Say to improve. And that's what good decision making does. It improves your life. So you can leave today, even though I didn't do a full teaching, you can leave today knowing that one of the main keys to having a better life is to make some good decisions on a consistent basis. And I'll never forget, I was 27 years old, making $40,000 a year. This was back in the, in the, in the 90s, 90, 90, 91, somewhere up in there. And uh, the Lord spoke to me and told me to quit my job. And to go on the mission field to go to school in Jamaica. Now, how many know that didn't make a lot of sense to me? You're asking me to quit a 40000 That $40,000 back in the day was a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money to some of y'all today. 
Well, he's asking me to quit my job to go to Bible school. But see, I knew the process. Every decision I make, if it's according to his word, is going to make my life better. So I made a decision and I had some co-workers. Some of them admired me for my courage and then some of them thought I was just crazy. So I went on the mission field. Never knowing that that decision to obey God was going to make my life better. And I got to the mission field and my life got better because that's where I met my wife. So a better life starts with good decisions. I want you to say this with me. Say a better life starts with making good decisions. So all you need to do today to have a better life is to stop making bad decisions and start making some good ones. And it only starts just one decision at a time. I must, I'm, you you want to cuss them out, but don't do it. Make a decision to not cuss them out. That's a good decision. So well, pastor, my husband acting the food. I just want to leave. That's not a good decision. And I guarantee you that the abundant life process will start as we make godly decisions. Did y'all get anything out of what I said this morning? Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here this morning. You have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Well, he said, I have come that they may have life and life.